Cyborg City is the unofficial headquarters for the Freedom Protests, a Federation target. Cyborgs, along with the Liberty Bell, have been protesting against the inhumane treatment of clones and the second-class citizenship of cyborgs over the past three months. The Federation is holding firm against it, though some countries are beginning to argue for changes to be made in order to keep the peace. Cowards, yells Ryzen. They claim to want to do the right thing, but for all the wrong reasons. It's about what the Topus Corporation wants that matters, says Leanna. Who cares, as long as we get what we want, argues Houston. Peace can never stand without truth as its foundation, says Horizon, quoting Santos Rogers, the first chancellor of the World Federation of Nations, the WFN. He was an exceptional leader and an honorable man. Heads are nodding all around. Ryzen is dead center. I wish Dad could hear this. He would be surprised at Ryzen's moderate reasoning. Dad is double wrong when it comes to cyborgs, beginning with his definition of them. Cyborgs are monsters, I've heard Dad say a hundred times. But it isn't true. I've learned a lot being with Houston and all the other cyborgs on this adventure. I understand that cyborgs have biofee external parts, and they may look a little strange, but they aren't monsters. Cyborgs are not unfortunates who know nothing but violence. I'm a kid and I know better. Still, it's hard for some people, especially extremists like the holers who don't want to know the truth. Never let your guard down. Always remember, they are cyborgs. Deb preached constantly. Yet, I owe my life to cyborg Houston Yee, the best friend a person can have. Naturally, rising can be terrifying at first. Truth is, when he gets in a rage, he's still scary. Ryzen's biofee eyes always seem to be moving, probing, bouncing from one thing to another searching for an enemy who might be hiding in a food canister. And his gnarled and twisted hands with missing fingers are tattooed with the C-within-a-circle cyborg mark. What gets me is the tattoo of a black king cobra with green eyes that encircles Ryzen's shoulder and back. I shiver every time I see the thing. It's his familiar. Every cyborg gets one when he comes of age. Imagine touching Ryzen's tattoo or one of a tiger, snake, wolf, bear, or whatever you choose, and it leaps to life as your fighting partner. Talk about frisk. I'd love to have a jaguar as my companion warrior. I can't help but laugh. Wouldn't Dad have a fall-down fit if I got a tattoo that could leap to life? A familiar? Not that any cyborg would let me have one, but I like to imagine it anyway. Ryzen speaks to Leanna and me. The Chancellor knows everything now from Houston's mind drain. But we've been warned by one of our fake first infiltrators that the Chancellor is sending ships to destroy Cyborg City. Ryzen sighs. He flexes his muscles, then grabs Leanna and me by our shoulders and pulls us to him. You two should be playing games, swifting and having fun not fighting battles. His voice trails off. He releases us. I admit, 
His move was scary at first, but I quickly realized that Ryzen cares, deeply cares. It's hard to get rid of ideas, no matter how hard I try. Ryzen turns off the handheld compad, to which he'd connected Ruby during the planning session on the moon. Meanwhile, he shares what's been happening. The Chancellor has sent his biobots, he says angrily. Killer robots. We must stop him, I immediately put in. Protect Leanna. Right, Ryzen says. Then he goes on to explain. Graham will never give us a fair fight, so we're going to torch the city ourselves.